Welcome to Clued in Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke. And we both love mystery. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Sarah. So today we are discussing mysteries where the sleuth is an author. I'm really excited to talk about this because, um, yeah, I realized that a surprisingly large number of books that I've read have the main character as an author. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And I have to admit, Sarah, that when you suggested this topic for the show, and I think it was a really long time ago, it may have been even one of our first brainstorming lists. Um, I really didn't know much about the category at all. And I thought, oh, well, that sounds like a kind of a cool concept. Um, but oh my goodness, I have completely fallen in love with this. And I may have discovered a favorite category of mystery. Yeah, it's it's one of one of the ones that I really enjoy as well. So I'll just give a little bit of a summary and and background. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I gravitate towards these because I secretly want to investigate a crime, uh, but you know that may also be why I write mysteries, right? Because I I secretly consider myself to be a, a a detective. But as I mentioned, I do seem to read a lot of books where the main sleuth or the main character is an author. Uh, sometimes I do pick these up without realizing that that's the premise. But it, you know, if I have two books to choose from and one has the the investigator as as an author, I'll probably choose that one. So our listeners will remember during our conversation about Agatha Christie's disappearance, how Dorothy L. Sayers and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle were asked to provide assistance with the investigation. Perhaps it was this that set the stage for authors to be sleuths in fiction uh, detective stories. Uh, Although before Agatha Christie disappeared, Doyle uh, did insert himself into real investigations to advocate for convictions to be turned over. So maybe that is um, where that seed was planted. Uh, And, you know, we can maybe talk a little bit about his character, Watson, who is the, um, the the author of the of the recordings of of Sherlock's stories. I haven't read any of these, but there are several authors who've made real authors their sleuths. Perhaps it's Dashiell Hammett's past as a Pinkerton detective, where he would have actually solved cases in real life, that sparked Gordon McAlpine's series, which he wrote as Owen Fitzstephen, uh, where where Hammett investigates crimes. Multiple authors have paired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Oscar Wilde to have them solve cases. And I actually love this premise. And so I'm definitely going to check out uh, a couple of those. And Andrew Wilson uses Agatha Christie as his detective. Uh, and Julia Golding has Jane Austen as the sleuth in her middle grade series. And there's countless other examples of, um, uh, you know, I think there's uh, uh, a series featuring the Bronte sisters, for example. If we look at TV, uh, Murder, She Wrote and Castle are both TV series that have authors as the central characters. There are several standalone books that use the device of the author as an investigator. Uh, The Ghost by Robert Harris, The Thirteenth Tale by Dan Setterfield, The Woman in Cabin 10, which you and I have already discussed. Um, uh, There's The Plot by Jean Hoff Korlitz and... um, where in in that book, it's not only being an author, but stealing another's work that is central to the story. So Brooke, do you have any theories about why authors might make uh, their sleuths writers? 
you know, I've spent this whole week thinking about it and I really focused this time and um, I should probably clarify from what I said earlier on the idea of the real life authors as sleuths. And that's kind of where I spent my time diving into uh, for to get ready for our episode. Um, so yes, I've been like thinking like, why is this so intriguing and fascinating to me? And and I, I have a lot of different thoughts, but one idea is um, the fact that you know, you if you hear author interviews, a lot of the things they get asked right up front is how do you get your ideas? And so I think that this is a very fun, imaginative way of, um, especially in the category of the true life authors, of how they got their idea. Well, because they were on a case themselves. So, you know, of course, they've got this great treasure trove of, of material. Yeah, I love that. So, so have you um, read any of the uh, stories featuring real life authors as the as the sleuths. So this week I did read book one of the Bronte sisters mysteries. Uh, it's the Vanished Bride by Bella Ellis, and um, you uh, Bronte sister fans will recognize that she's done a little play on her pen name for this because the Bronte sisters used the last name Bell as their pen name when they were writing, but they, they originally wrote as men to become uh, published. And so Ellis Bell was Emily Bronte's pen name. And now the author of this series has taken on Bella Ellis, which I think is quite clever. Um, and it's really, really well done. I definitely intend to continue with this series because she also is has the tone and the feel of as if you were uh, reading a Bronte novel, which let's face it, is a, is a really tall feat to be able to pull that off. But she does, and it's a great mystery. And the interactions between the sisters, all three sisters are solving this case together. Um, the relationships and the interactions between the sisters, it just, it's great. And you know that she's done a lot of biographical um, research too, because she refers to uh, some of the things that actually happen in their lives. And she makes it feel very, very real. Like I believe that these guys probably were solving mysteries now. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. And then the other one that I thought I might check out is um, Andrew Wilson's series with Agatha Christie is the sleuth, because I think the first book in that series um, is set during her disappearance. And uh, in that she's solving, solving a mystery, which I think is one of the theories that we discussed in our episode that maybe that was what she was doing. Um, during those during those 10 days. I agree. That's definitely one I would like to read because it gives us that other alternate uh, explanation of where Agatha was. So I can think of a couple of examples where the author's character is based on themselves. Um, so the first is Anthony Horowitz, whose books, The Word is Murder and The Sentence is Death, feature fictionalized versions of himself uh, as one of the investigators. And I just absolutely love this premise. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, me secretly wanting to in investigate a crime. Um, he's, he's taken that and, and made that into, um, into a series that I, I really enjoy. And the other one uh, that I can think of is Kathy Reich's uh, and her books where uh, her main character, like her, is both an author and a forensic anthropologist, uh, but the writing kind of part of her personality or her character's personality is really secondary to the investigation. So it's, 
maybe um, the sleuth is writing adjacent. And then I don't know if I would uh, put Watson in there as, because um, he, he certainly, you know, part of the way that the Sherlock stories become famous or his investigations become famous is through these chronicles that Watson has been um, writing as they've done their investigations. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, he, he certainly is considered an author in those, um, in those stories. I was also interested as I was reading and thinking about this, uh, setup, if you will, that authors make great sleuths because, you know, a sleuth has to have some sort of special skill whether it's Poirot or Marple, or you mentioned Jessica Fletcher, they have to have some special skill that enables them to solve the crime and get the aha before everyone else. And if you think about the skills that an author has, uh, you know, they're kind of quiet, quietly observing the world. They're taking in details that other people in the room probably are not. Uh, authors tend to be good at communicating and rather eloquent and we, I at least think of my favorite authors as very intelligent. So I think it's a good starting point to make them the sleuth in a story. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I think I would add that, you know, they need to be pretty good researchers, right? And so thinking mm -hmm. about where you might get some more information about, I don't know, a particular crime or a particular event, um, and, you know, certainly in Murder, She Wrote, um, Jessica Fletcher being an author was uh, a really good excuse for her to be in different situations where a body might be found. Yeah. Right. Um, and and so it, that helps with that, you know, because sometimes you think about some books um, or some stories where you're like, oh, I mean, how many bodies could there possibly <laughs> be in this bakery? <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. And some of the the um, stories where the author is like the journalist. So that takes us back to the woman in cabin 10. Well, a journalist maybe even is assigned to cover the case, right? So it it's a great um, way to help carry a series on as an excuse of why that person is there. I agree with that, Sarah. And the research point, that's great because that's what authors do, right? They're like, oh, I want to learn about that. And so they would have the ability and the resources kind of at the tips of their fingers. Exactly. And the other thing that um, I was thinking about uh, as, as I was preparing for our conversation today was uh, there are some stories where um, an author is a sidekick. Right, so I think about Agatha Christie's character Ariadne Oliver, and she appears in several of uh, Christie's books and stories. Um, and she, you know, helps Poirot in a couple of in a couple of cases. Whether she's, I don't know that she's um, necessarily actively investigating, but you know, she might have a conversation with someone that she relays to Poirot, and and that you know triggers for him the the solution to the uh, to the crime. Um, and I think the same thing of Harriet Vane, um, Dorothy L. Sayers' character, who, uh, you know, she kind of works with uh, Lord Peter Whimsey in a couple of cases. Same thing. She speaks to people and, and um, uh, asks questions and maybe can get to some places that the uh, traditional sleuth doesn't necessarily have access to, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that uh, reminds me of what we talked about in um, Authors as Spies. In our spy episode, um, authors are a lot of times sort of unassuming. They might be sort of the um, the bookish, quiet one that you wouldn't necessarily assume is actually detecting and investigating the crime. So I think you're right. They can uh, use some of those maybe introversion skills as a way to get in and talk with people and and feel like they're non-threatening. So I think that also makes them a good sleuth and it it makes for a fun story. Um, I know for me, authors are, you know, the people that I consider my heroes. And so I love the idea of having an author be the detective, um, whether it's a real life author. Um, and you mentioned there's a lot of different ones. If people are interested, Emily Dickinson is a sleuth in one, Doyle, Wilde, um, the Bronte sisters, um, Dickens. Uh, I mean, there. If you, if you have a favorite author, you might want to poke around and see if they've been uh, cast as a sleuth. Um, but it feels really satisfying as kind of a bookish person to have this person that you've looked up to be the hero of the story in this way. I've just been hit by an idea, Brooke. What about a publishing company where the authors are also all detectives? Oh my gosh. We that is write a whole series. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now you've got my wheels turning, Sarah. But yeah, to your point, I think, um, yeah, there's just something really satisfying about the idea of uh, an author that you love also um, solving solving mysteries, you know, not only writing them, but but actually actively solving them. At the end of the Bronte Sisters book one, um, there's a, a fantastic author note by um, the author who was able to uh, visit the Bronte sisters' home when she was actually quite young. And anyway, it's it's great. You can tell I'm really loving this book, right? Um, but she says in it, admittedly, there's no evidence that the Bronte sisters were ever sleuths. But then again, there's no evidence that they weren't. And I thought that that was just really fun. Like, well, what if? We don't know. We don't know what their real life is like. No, I love it. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, and, uh, yeah, a couple of the others, I think there's, there's probably some really great, um, some great stories. And I, I highly recommend the, um, Anthony Horowitz, um, the word is murder and, and, um, the sentence is death, which, uh, the way that he talks about his life as an author and then kind of being swept up in these investigations is, is, is pretty great. Yes. Those are on my list as well. Uh, so there's a couple of other um, books that I've read recently that feature an author as the sleuth. And I'm thinking of um, the Finley Donovan series by El Cosimano, where Finley Donovan is an author. Uh, and so, you know, in that, she, um, the character is talking about having to, you know, meet these deadlines to, to submit manuscripts to her editor. And she's working with her agent and at the same time, also investigating, um, investigating some crimes, which is, which is kind of fun. I think as someone who's, you know, who is also an author, it's, it's kind of fun to see that um, in, in a story. 
Oh, I would totally agree. And would you say, because I can think back, even um, even stories that maybe weren't necessarily mysteries, but books that I read as a young person where the author was the protagonist, you know, the or excuse me, the protagonist was an author. Would you say, Sarah, that some of those books encouraged you to want to be an author, like reading these stories about what it was like to um, to have this life? Yeah, there's something about seeing that little bit of author life that's inspiring for sure. And you throw in a murder and I'm hooked. Um, so last year I read The Plot um, by Jean Hanf uh, Korlitz and... I really enjoyed that because the whole premise of the book was around one author stealing another author's work um, and uh, how that kind of unravels. Uh, so it's more of a domestic thriller. It's not, um, it's not really a, like um, a whodunit. I really enjoyed that book. Yeah, that sounds great. I think that, maybe there's not enough attention paid to the gravity of that. You know, like if you think about plagiarism or, um, or straight up just, you know, publishing someone else's work, those are real crimes and they could be a great setup for a murder mystery. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and it, it was done really well, I think, in, in this book. So, and so I just started watching Castle, um, which I had never seen any of it before. I don't know why I never watched it before because it's really fun to see this author kind of living out that um, that idea of of helping the police with with investigations. And you know, he very much inserts himself into um, into this investigation or uh, on an ongoing basis. Inserts himself into you know each of the the weekly cases that that the police are facing. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's kind of fun to see. Uh, to see that on the screen. I have not watched Castle either, but I was very into Murder, She Wrote for a period of time and forced my family to watch it each week and would then go to my grandma's house because she still had a typewriter set up and pretty much decide that I was Jessica Fletcher and uh, live out some of the cases in my imagination. <laughs> oh, I love that, Brooke. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely watched Murder She Wrote when I was when I was younger, um, but it's been a long time actually since I've since I've watched it. So I might have to see if I can find some old episodes to um, refresh my memory. But uh, yeah, it was you know I think I don't know if there were any earlier examples on screen of a um, of an author or someone in the publish publishing space being the um, being the protagonist of a, of a crime show. I can't think of any. I do have a quote from the, the vanished bride. And, uh, this is Charlotte Bronte speaking to her sisters. And this is the point in the story where the sleuths are kind of deciding that there may be an over their head. We see that a lot in a story where they like, you know, maybe we should just give up. This is, this is crazy. But, um, she says, it is our duty not to hide. It is our vocation as writers to peer into the dark, to stare and stare until our eyes adjust to the murk and discern every detail that we may drag it into the light. And I thought that that was a really great way to sum up what, um, what a, 
uh, author sleuth might have as their um, as their impetus. Oh, that's really great. Thanks so much for sharing that. So, uh, Brooke, I think this was a really great conversation talking about uh, sleuths uh, or authors as sleuths. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of books in this category. And, and um, as you suggested, if someone has a favorite author, there's probably a um, a book or two with that author as the sleuth investigating mysteries. Uh, and so definitely worth checking out. That's right. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Visit us online at cluedinmystery.com or social media at cluedinmystery. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or telling your friends.